Hello everyone and welcome to this month's uh, regular social media forum. So this is a chance for you to chat, to ask questions, to share your ideas and uh, your solutions as well if you if you have any with other people on the forum. We've got a very small group today so that might mean that it's a very intimate conversation. It might mean that it's a shorter conversation and we'll finish early in which case that's okay. But sometimes with a small group my experience is that uh, sometimes it also means that we get uh, into much more depth and we get into much more detail. Uh, so. So feel free to, to interact at what, whatever level you like, and I'm not going to uh, make the session shorter just because we've got a small group. Uh, the people who are here, I think you already do know the rules of engagement, but let me go through them briefly for, for you. So this is very much an opportunity for you to ask questions, to share your opinions and expertise, and also to add what you've got. Uh, and I know there are, even with the small group that are here, there are people who are using social media very well, very extensively, and uh, sh share your experiences as well. I'm recording this, and I'll be making the recording available to uh, to everyone later, and even to people who aren't uh, on this on the live call. So just be careful about what you say, just uh, use some self-censorship. Uh, but also everyone's equal in this forum, everyone's equal. Uh, don't feel that just because you're new to social media that you haven't got anything to contribute. Um, so just feel that you can uh, participate at whatever level you like. And you can feel free to sit back and just listen if you're new to this. And I can see some people who've just joined in the last couple of minutes. Uh, and if you're worried about taking part in webinars, don't be. You won't be forced to participate unless you choose to, but you're most welcome to participate as well. This, uh, The recording of this, the audio recording of this, will be available uh, under a Creative Commons license, which means that you and everybody else has permission to take it and share it. So feel free to download the MP3 file later and share it. Share it with your database. Maybe it's a good Christmas gift to burn it on a CD and send it to, to your top clients. So please take advantage of that, and I'll be publishing that to my blog, which is gihanperero.info, uh, later today. So you'll be able to go there and either listen to this again or download it as well and share it with your with your market and your network. So let me just give you briefly the scope of, of today's webinar. When most people think about social media, they're talking about things like Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, now Google+, and even some private online communities. Uh, and that's true. That's typically what people think of as social media. And if you've got any conversation around those areas, please feel free to share. But I also want to expand it a little bit and talk about, um, if you want to, talk about your website and some of the other social networking tools or some of the other places where you might have your internet footprint. So your website there, your blog, your newsletter, your podcast, YouTube as a video channel, uh, creating free special reports. You're most welcome to raise any of those issues as well because after all, part of the idea of social media is to engage with people on social media so that they eventually come in and do business with you, which is probably going to happen through your website. So they're probably going to come to your website last if they haven't been to it before already. Okay, so that's all I want to say in terms of introduction. Uh, I'll I have a little bit of news coming up later. I've got a little a slide that just shows you some what's new in social media. Uh, so we will get to that. But uh, before we do that, I'm just going to open it up to everyone to participate. And just uh, there are a couple of people now who I don't think have been on this forum before. So if you'd like to participate, it's best if you do have a microphone. If you have a headset and microphone, just raise your hand. You'll see a little yellow raise hand button on the GoToWebinar control panel. Just raise your hand, I'll turn your microphone on. If you don't have a microphone or headset or you're worried about background noise, you can type your question in the questions box and I'll read it out on your behalf. And I'll uh, keep it as anonymous as possible by just reading out first name only. 
So uh, I'm now opening it up for, for questions or comments or suggestions or ideas. Okay, Shelley, I can see you've got your hand raised, so let me turn your microphone on. Hello, Gihan. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you just fine, Shelley. Go ahead. Great. Hello, everybody. Well, I thought I'd start with my customary update about my global group. Um, uh, for those who don't know me, um, I'm running a, a global group for lawyers called Thought Leadership for Lawyers to provide information and advice to lawyers about how they can exercise thought leadership and build their profile as the go-to experts in their field. So I've been building this group for not quite a year. I'm building it on a platform called Martindale, which is run by LexisNexis. I've managed to get a close to 300 people signed up for that group now. It's been quite slow because I'm approaching people individually and inviting them to join. But, you know, not, not bad progress, I reckon. I've actually posted a lot of articles and other and blogs and other information to that site. Well, the numbers kind of stalled over the last couple of months, and I reckon that's because of the summer in the Northern Hemisphere. I reckon everybody goes away and so there wasn't very much activity on that site at all. Um, what I also found was uh, some people said to me that they reckoned that LinkedIn was really ga gaining momentum with lawyers and that a lot of lawyers would prefer to use LinkedIn rather than Martindale, which is a specialist, like, like a LinkedIn for lawyers. So what I decided to do was duplicate my site, duplicate my group on LinkedIn. So now I've got Thought Leadership for Lawyers on LinkedIn as well. And I'm progressive, progressively posting all the same articles to that site. Well, in the space of a week or two, I've signed up about 40 people to that site. So that's where I'm at at the moment. I've added another satellite. Yeah, that's interesting, Shelley. Are you thinking of, uh, are you planning to run them both side by side? Uh, yeah. Long term? Yeah. Yeah, because I, I think if you're willing to put in the effort to do that, it makes sense to have those two outposts there and yeah. to be kind of leading both of them. Yeah, exactly. And and my my thinking now is add add a bit of extra interest with some multimedia items like audio, video, you know, web, webinars, and so on, slide share perhaps, rather than just the text pieces that I've been putting up there. Yeah, look, that's fantastic, and I'm just going to open it up for other people as well. Like Shelley has been doing this, and she hasn't been that long, Shelley. I think maybe you're not giving yourself as much credit as you deserve. Mm. Uh, but you're build, building up this online community, which you are now seen as the authority in. And mm. if there are other people who would like to ask Shelley questions or add their contributions or make comments, please raise your hand. I, should, I see Sharon, you've got your hand raised. So let me bring you into the conversation as well. Hi. Um, I just wanted to ask about, I'm trying to bring all my sort of social media stuff together so it's sort of interconnected, and I've been using uh, TweetDeck to do that. 
I haven't been able to bring my Google Plus account into TweetDeck. Am I trying to do something that it doesn't do yet, or am I not, not understanding? Yeah, can we come back to that one, Sharon? Yeah, great. Sorry, I, I, I did see your hand raised, probably you raised your hand before I framed up the, the Shelley's question. So I'm going to come back to that one. So let me just turn your microphone off uh, temporarily, Sharon. We'll come back to you. But I just want to quickly check if there's anyone else who wants to comment on what Shelley's doing with LinkedIn and the, and the, new, sorry, the new LinkedIn group and her Martindale group. I have a question for you, Shelley. Are you finding, I know, mm. I know it's early days and you know you've only got 40 people in the new group, are you finding any differences at the moment in terms of the type of engagement between the two groups of people who are joining? Um, there still isn't lots of engagement. But I, but I know from some comments that I've had that people are reading. You know, yes. Just because they're not adding comments doesn't mean to say they're not reading and observing. And I've actually had an approach from somebody who's, who's seen what I've been doing and asked me for an article for their newsletter. Seen what you're doing on, doing on LinkedIn? Yeah. Yep. Great. Great. Uh, okay. Anyway, thank you. Anyone else got any questions or comments for Shelley? This is, this is the time you should be taking advantage of Shelley's generosity and presence here because she has done a great job here. Okay, in that case, I have another question for you, Shelley. Yeah. Um, and this is, so you're talking about putting multimedia on there. So what's mm. he thinking? Uh, are you talking about you're putting it on the LinkedIn group, right? Or on both? Yes, and Martindale. Okay. Yeah, both. Uh, what's he thinking behind that? I know that some of the things, like we're going to do an interview, which I guess you might publish there. Yeah, um, absolutely. That'll be the first one. Right. Okay. And is it simply to give variety or is there something that you've specifically seen that lawyer, or uh, that you think that lawyers might be interested in, they, they might prefer audio because they can listen to it at various times rather than reading? Or What's your thinking? Um, well, some people might prefer the audio. And that's part, of, that's part of the purpose in providing that variety. But I, I also think that it's, a, it's an opportunity to enable people to experience me. Yes. It's a different thing from you know, reading, reading a piece that someone's written is one thing, but hearing their voice and hearing them interact with somebody is completely different. Yeah, great. Yep, I agree with that too. But, you know, people start to. I, mean, I know from my own experience where I've listened to podcast series or you know audio interviews. After a while, I feel as if I know the person, and I, you know, I've, you know they seem to be approachable. They seem to be, you know, friendly, pleasant. You know, if I if I needed what they were offering, well, I'd feel feel uh, happy to approach them. Yeah, great. Great. And I, th I think the same thing, Shelley. I, I fully agree with you and that's why I'm doing pod, well, I've been doing podcasting for years. Yeah. Uh, I can see, Roger, you've got your hand raised. Let me bring you into the conversation as well. Hello, Roger. Roger, we can't hear you at the moment. So, oh, I think we've just got you. Hi, Ian. Hi, Shelley. Um, Hello. Great to hear from you, Beth. Great to hear from you both. Um, I love your comments on the on the uh, video inclusion. Um, I'm just still very new to this and setting up a website, looking at um, the social media thing. But I definitely um, had the, the thought that uh, I provide personal services to them in the broadest sense, of course, um, <laughs> to uh, to people. And um, 
it, what I, I design houses, and it's, it's a, a, a very intimate process when you're doing a specialist house for people, just creating the design brief. You have to know an awful lot about what people and their lifestyle. Um, and it is a very much a personal thing. And I see on uh, Gian's uh, website, you have your, your photograph on there constantly. Um, and I think the, the, the inclusion of a video with yourself on there certainly I feel for me would be a, a great advantage because people are actually coming and employing you personally um, in a very much face-to-face -face process in, in what I do. Yeah, what's your, uh, I'm curious Shelley, in your experience on the, uh, for that, just partly for yourself but also in terms mm. of lawyers because lawyers often want to be the hide behind their practice and I think Roger's raised a really important point for most business professionals that uh, people buy from you even if, there's a, even if there's a business name behind it. Yes, yes exactly right and I, th I think there's huge scope for the lawyers to do it. The, most of them probably not ready yet but that time will come. So when you're, when you're talking about, because you talk about thought leadership for lawyers, are you talking about, uh, are you encouraging them to be thought leaders in their own right, under their own name? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. Yes, yeah. I am. And what about video? I'm just, uh, I really like Roger's idea about using video to add that personal touch as well. Yes, well, I'll, I'll do that as well. Roger, is and, there And they might also do that. Yes, uh, Absolutely. Roger, I'm curious as to whether there's a reason that you're choosing video rather than audio. Is it because it's more personal and more visual? Um, in building design, there's a, a whole lot of elements that come together, um, not just the aesthetic of it, but, but also the, the technical approach to uh, solar passive design, sun path and shading and shadowing, uh, a whole lot of things about orientation um, and, and working in 3D in the computer, but the, the benefits of that. Um, so there's a whole lot of visual things that you can uh, you can include um, to indicate that that, that you're uh, taking all these things, this broad spectrum of, uh, of features in, into account in the design process that you're involved with, and obviously putting yourself into the video. Uh, it does two things. I think it's, it's one of the important things that, or for me, that came out of your 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 earlier webinar was that you, you should be aiming to make yourself an authority. Um, and and I, I believe, certainly in my field, there's a whole lot of people that out there that haven't got the, um, they're not putting all of these elements into, into, into the part of the design process. Um, and if you can make it clear to potential customers that there, it's a very broad thing and that you're taking all these elements into account. So video, is, for me, would be a way of showing some of those uh, specific areas where I would be incorporating elements into the design process um, and, and indicating that to potential customers. Yeah, fantastic. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, I have a question uh, while we're on the topic of video, and it's for Roger, Shelley, and everyone else. And it's, um, it's, it's partly for my own benefit, but I'm, I'm hoping that other people will learn something from it as well. Because Roger has just said, like, his in his business, it really lends itself to video, and I've always I've always had a challenge with what sort of video should I create. So the sort of stuff that I'm doing is when I run my public webinars, I'll put those webinar recordings on YouTube. So that's video, but in a way, it's cheating because it's not a video of me. So what I've been doing for videos of me 
is where, where I do book reviews. So it's a, a book that I read, I'll just sit in front of camera and do a two or three minute book review to video, uh, sorry, to camera and post that on YouTube. I'm just curious as to what other people are doing in terms of video. What are you publishing um, by video? Uh, Roger and Shelley, you've still got your microphones open so you can jump in when you like. And others, if you just raise your hand and I'll turn your microphone on. Well, I'll, I'll start if you like. Mm -hmm. I haven't Oh, look, I have I have published some videos. I did I did a couple of pieces uh, through the Thought Leaders group where we set up a green screen and you know, just did a you know, five minute piece to camera, and those have been published. And interestingly, they rank really high in Google. They come straight up on the first page. Mm. And someone pointed out that um, Google now owns YouTube. It does. It does indeed. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so video ranks really high. I haven't done a great deal with it yet. I will in the future. But interestingly, I was, I was persuaded by a video to purchase a set of videos. It was a set of four video tutorials on singing. I'm a singer in my spare time. And I came across this sort of video advertorial for this set of singing tutorials, just videos where the tutor talks to you and shows you, know, shows you the exercise, you do the exercise and so on. It's not interactive, but you feel as if, as you feel as if he's talking to you. The video advertising this was so compelling, I just had to buy the program. Yeah, great. Yep. The, the guy was so pleasant and calm and friendly and encouraging. It was about a seven-minute video of him explaining some things about singing and the process and his approach and why we'd find it so valuable and so on. I couldn't help but sign up with my credit card. <laughs> that comes... And that comes back to your point earlier, Shelley, about even the audio gets uh, makes a personal connection with you, much more than written mm. text. Uh, mm. Michael, I can see that you've got your hand raised, so let me bring you into the conversation as well. Go ahead, Michael. Uh, okay, Michael, we can't hear you. So I'm hoping that you can just adjust your mic. Can I just add something in while we're waiting? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Roger. Um, an interesting thing that came up from, uh, I think it was an engineer that I was talking to a while back, um, about the whole creation of websites and the, the, extra, the links that bring things in. And the comment he made was that he always sends his people who are trying to find new ways to, to YouTube. Um, and his statement was that this was the, the second biggest search engine because someone out his comment was someone out there has already tried to do something um, and will have put the data, the details onto, onto, onto YouTube. Um, if, if it is that, that extensive, the searching on there, um, and you can get people to come to your website from there, then the, the links, the incoming links to the website um, are going to push you further up the front page. That's an, inter that's an interesting point, Roger, because what you're saying is that, because uh, you mentioned that 
I think what you're talking about were how-to videos, which I think are particularly yeah. valuable for people like us who are experts to, to do some sort of how-to, exactly what Shelley said as well, this guy who was doing the how-to video, um, and that was what he used to sell. Okay, Michael says the mic's okay, so go ahead, Michael. I've still got your mic turned on here. Oh, great, thanks. I, I work with video because I'm a performer. However, one thing that I have found really helpful to create a great relationship is uh, with the audience is to use interview style videos, especially if you haven't used a lot of video. I think it's a really good way to uh, to to get get a good flow going on and, and if you've got a good interviewer and I, I think it's also a great positioning tool that if you get interviewed by someone who is also admired and respected by your target audience that it, it can be good for both people so you can also interview them as a reciprocal gesture. Yeah, that's that's great. Can I just ask Michael just to clarify? I've seen those interview things done in two styles. Uh, one is where it's in person, where there's a like a, like an in studio, like a talk show interview, and the other is where it's done over Skype, where you maybe have the the guest in the main frame, and then you have a little window at the top corner with with the interviewer. Are you talking about one or the other? Do you reckon? Uh, do you have a preference? Uh, I ha I haven't seen the second one. That sounds great. Thank you. Uh, that sounds like a a, a great idea, Gihan. I and, and a lot simpler as far as uh, technically to do. I've been fortunate and I've been able to do them for BNet um, with Robert Gerrish. So Great. the studio was set up and just I, I rocked in and, and, and Robert does those regularly. Uh, and I found those really, really good because they create a really warm environment and I, I think that that's really important that if you are doing, uh, if you are actually doing it live in a studio setup or a studio type setup, that it's that it's really warm. It's warm with your lighting, and it's also warm in that there's good carpet on the floor. It's not too many floorboards, those sorts of things. So that there's there's a warm sound as well because that actually does that really does read on on screen and also on sound. Great, thank you, thank you for clarifying that. Uh, anyone else wants to um, join the conversation about video? Okay, thank you everyone for taking part in that one. I'm going to, let me turn those microphones off for the moment because that will just help our, if there's any background noise, you won't have to worry about that. Uh, oh, sorry, Roger, I see you've got your hand raised again, I think. So let me just quickly check. Go ahead, Roger. Uh, I, I was just putting my hand down. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, my fault. I, I might have put it down for you. <laughs> no problem. Uh, Sharon, I'll, I'll, we'll come back to your question about Google Plus and TweetDeck, which I think we got the gist of, but do you want to, um, I'll bring you into the conversation and do you want to uh, ask the question again? Oh, sorry, I didn't realise I was, I was on speaker again. Um, yeah, I just want, I've changed to um, TweetDeck to try and um, bring all of the, the social media sort of together so that I only have to do things once, and um, I haven't been able to work out how to bring Google Plus into into TweetDeck. Can you do that at this stage? Okay, so like my 
uh, let me just add my little two cents worth here and then other people can contribute as well and add to it because my answer is I don't know. Uh, but it was that, but it, you couldn't in the past until, uh, well certainly in the early days of Google Plus, um, you weren't able to, but Google Plus you had to interact with it pretty much by logging into Google Plus and doing updates from there. Check out, but personally I kind of liked that because it meant that I was a bit more conscious and a bit more aware of what I was posting there. Uh, I do know that some people have created clever plugins for, particularly for Google Chrome, and I know that Google Plus is now opening up to developers, so you may see that in the future. I'm just quickly, um, but as far as I know, not yet, but I'm just quickly checking with anyone else who wants to contribute. Now, thank you, Sam. Go ahead, Sam. Oh, Hagi Han. Yeah, no, you're uh, you're exactly right. So the way with developers um, with those applications that it they need to obviously provide their the API um, so others can use it and develop it and um, for third party applications. So I think it won't be too long before applications like TweetDeck and Hootsuite um, and others will. Um, open up to Google Plus, but yeah, not at uh, not at this stage, unfortunately. Yeah, but but they have now opened up the developer kit, haven't they? So you can do that. Also, developers will be adding that, I'm sure. Yeah, I think they were only opened up in the last three or four days yep. from my readings. So look, it, it could be, I'd say, be a couple of weeks, um, and something will something will appear. Yeah, thanks, Sam. Sharon, are you happy with that, or at least as happy as you can be for now? <laughs> yes, yes, that, that's good. What I would actually like to ask also is, um, I have a couple of, sort of separate businesses. So the um, what I've got connected in, in um, TweetDeck is one business, but I was wanting to use another system similar to TweetDeck, but something else, so I don't get confused of where I am and what I'm doing. I just heard that gentleman say something about Hootsuite, was it? I'm just wondering if what, what other types of, of um, programs like Tweet, TweetDeck are available. Sam, I'm just going to hand that back to you because I know that you do use that for multiple accounts as well, like Sharon's asking about. Sure. Yeah, Sharon, I used to use TweetDeck um, probably up until about 18 months ago. Um, and look, Hootsuite and TweetDeck are very similar. Um, in in that you can, as you said, you can post um, across multiple multiple platforms. You can schedule and that kind of thing. The reason I use Hootsuite, um, and that's spelt H O O T E S U I T E. Um, you go to Hootsuite.com. Um, is that I have the pro account. Um, there's a free version. Um, I use the pro account, which, off the top of my head, I think it's something like five dollars a month. Um, and that gives you unlimited access to um, as many different accounts um, as you like. So that means that I can manage um, the Facebook pages um, and the Twitter accounts of all my clients. Um, so I, I run my own sports management business and organise um, the, the athletes I look after, their Twitter and their, um, and their Facebook. So I have, off the top of my head, I think I have about 17 or 18 um, Hootsuite tabs. Uh, brilliant. Thanks, Gihan's got his got his up now. So if you see, if actually if you go to Gihan's um, screen, you can see on the Gihan's got three tabs. He's got featured uh, Gihan Pereira, his Twitter feed, and then the Facebook pages. If you then go along um, 
one to the right, there's that little plus symbol and you can add a tab. So for example, Dehan could add his personal um, Facebook page. If he had another um, Facebook page, for example, for another business, he could add that. He could add another Twitter feed. He could add something for LinkedIn. Um, whatever Hootsuite um, allow, you're able to add. With the free version, you only allowed to add up to five accounts, but um, anything above five is the is the pro version. So that's that's what I use. Um, I use the pro version, and I say, look, for for five dollars a month, um, it's well worth it, um, and that's the best um, that's the best scheduling um, multi-platform uh, system that I think is available at the moment. Okay, um, that's excellent. Thank you so much for that. I shall um, do some more research. I'm just getting my head around TweetDeck, so <laughs> I think it's hard to keep up with everything. But you don't. Can I, can I just? Sorry, go ahead, Sam. Sorry, can I just say that TweetDeck? If you're familiar with TweetDeck, Hootsuite is pretty much identical. Um, TweetDeck is obviously, if you run it from the from your PC, there's a desktop application. Hootsuite is a um, is a web-based application, but in terms of the functionality and the the actual appearance of things, they look very very similar. So you won't have too much problem switching across at all. Excellent, thank you so much. Uh, and I should say that Sam's using it at at a lot more advanced level than I am. So uh, I use Hootsuite, but I've got the free version. As Sam said, I don't need the, the paid version. And basically all I use it for is at the start of each week, I schedule a, a tweet to be sent out every day. Um, and so I, so I do tweet every day, and it's usually a link to some other article that I've seen or some somebody's blog post. And I just schedule that at the start of the week, and uh, Hootsuite is perfect for that because I just pick five things that I that I want to tweet about and sometimes I will tweet about other stuff during the week because I might want to retweet somebody else's post but this at least gives me one tweet a day and that's what I use it for Sharon. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's a good idea, set it up so it's a bit um, remote. Yep, yep, to be, to be automated. Uh, and Michael also says, uh, Michael's added a comment saying, uh, a second Sam, yes, I agree with Sam, found Hootsuite much simpler than TweetDeck. Oh, good. Uh, Sam, so Sharon, are, are you okay with that? Oh, I'm delighted, thank you. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, great. So while we're on the topic of, we were on the topic of Google+, and while we've got Sam on the line, uh, Sam did offer at the before the webinar to talk about some of the Facebook updates. So Sam, if you don't mind just holding on a sec while while you're there, let me switch back to my PowerPoint window. So the people listening to this won't really know what this is about, but I'll I'll speak this as much as I can. So just a brief update on what's new in social media and the two big areas that are new at the moment are Facebook and Google Plus. And uh, Facebook has done a lot of changes recently. It's got a brand new layout, which lots of people hate, but they hate anything anything that changes. They've got this new thing called subscriptions, and apparently next week they're going to be launching their iPad app at the Apple announcement. Um, but the person who knows a lot about Facebook is Sam. So Sam, uh, thank you for offering to talk, to talk briefly about the Facebook changes. Um, can I lead off with you, and then other people can can join in as well. So I've still got your microphone open, Sam. So thank you again. Go ahead. Brilliant. No, thanks, Gihan. More than happy to 
to quickly, I guess, sort of go through some of these changes because um, they are, I guess, on the on the face value that they do seem quite radical and um, and and different. Um, but when you when you look at them in a bit more detail, it's more, I guess, sort of the um, the aesthetics that have changed. Um, they've added sort of a few more features, and the more you get to to know them, I think they are going to be sort of um, Benefits for for Facebook. Can I just say on the last point you mentioned down there, the um, the Facebook iPad app. I've just seen the um, the the screenshots and um, something that's been leaked um, online this morning. Um, and for those who have um, who do use an iPad, I think this application is going to be excellent. Um, it looks really really good, and I'm actually kind of really excited when it uh, when it comes out. There's a couple of things, um, as Gihan was saying, that Facebook um, have changed. The first one, and probably the most most obvious, is they now have what they're calling um, the the news feed ticker. So if you're in the home page, um, and I've just lost your screen for a second, Gihan. Ah, there it is. Um, on the top right hand corner, it's now a live feed of everything that your friend. So um, at the moment, I'm talking about. Um, your personal connection. So this is not a business page or anything. Um, this, uh, thanks, Gihans just brought the uh, put his red, his red uh, highlighter up on that. This is um, changes or updates that are happening in real time. So this means, for example, if one of your friends likes or comments on a post, if they're f new friends with someone, if they write on someone's wall, this is everything that's happening in in real time. Unfortunately, there's nothing you can do about um, removing that from the top right-hand corner. However, what you can do is you can minimise certain things in terms of you don't want to see updates from um, from that particular uh, person. Now, the di the biggest difference is on the um, is on the main page of the um, of Facebook. So this is where, um, as Gihan will see. Uh, it says top stories since your last visit, and also 100 plus more recent stories. So what Facebook do on the left-hand side, where they say top stories since your last visit, they put in um, feeds that they think that you will um, like or um, are going to be of interest to you, and they do that by um, looking at, for example, the pages you may visit the most. Um, the friends you may interact with the most, and that kind of thing. So they they have a very similar to uh, to Google's um, to, to the Google ranking system. Facebook have their own um, way of ranking posts and that kind of thing. So that things that uh, you may preference will get placed higher in that system. The other one is the um, is the more um, the recent story. So that's everything that since you've last visited Facebook. If you don't visit Facebook very often, um, you will have quite a lot of top stories. The other side, if you visit Facebook very frequently, you won't actually have too many top stories since, um, since your last visit. And this is the case across um, the web application of Facebook, your, if, whether you visit Facebook on your, I, on your, um, on your iPhone or an Android. Um, an Android phone. I may just pause there for two seconds if there are any questions about the news feed side of things, um, because then I want to quickly just outline the um, the smart lists um, and that kind of thing that Facebook have um, have introduced. So if anyone has any questions, maybe if you want to raise your hand or um, and Gihan can filter them through to me. <laughs> 
Yeah, great. Thank you. So please do if you've got questions about that. Uh, my question, Sam, is do you think that this, so far what you've showed me, is that the complaints aren't really justified? Is it just people complaining because of there's something has changed? Because it seems like what they've done here is like a Twitter feed, but it's um, a, a live feed of your news, and they haven't really done much here except reprioritize which, which things are going to show at the top. Is that right, or is there more to it? Yeah. I, th I think you're right. Um, I mean, I look to be honest. I, I do find that that top right hand um, uh, uh, the, the live feed a bit um, too much detail. I mean, I've it's it's you know, it's always changing, and um, I, I as I, said, I find it's a bit too much detail. But I think that Facebook want to have that live feed, as you said, similar to that kind of Twitter. Twitter feed, and in fact, they've sort of kept it reasonably small and unobtrusive. Mm. Um, they've they've done that, but I, look, I, I agree with you, Gihan, that they haven't really changed anything from a news feed perspective. Um, now, what they're doing, they're they're catering to those people who may just want to quickly just come across to check Facebook and see what you know, see what um, their, their their main friends or the or the pages they visit most, um, what, what's happening on on those, and that's through the through the through the top stories, um, if you do check Facebook a lot, you know it might be seeing you know, go through nearly two windows. But it was something that people will get used to. I think it's not really a it's not really a very big change. Yeah, and I can I mean, even me just as a normal Facebook user, I can see Shelley Dunstone here, who is on this webinar right now, has added a comment. Uh, live, and Andrew O'Brien, who's also on the webinar, has just done a like on my on my business page, and so I, I just see this here, and I think, okay, I want to know what Shelley said and what Andrew said. So it, it is engaging me as a Facebook user there. Yeah, look, no, definitely. And what uh, the advantage of the of the um, of the live feed as well, I think, is the fact that you can actually you can see what other people in your network are posting or liking to things outside your network. So previously, now I'm going to have to be careful. Um, how I explain this. So previously, if because um, I'm obviously a, a Facebook friend of Gihan, if Gihan was to put something on um, on his um, on his wall um, or or a friend of mine's wall that he was also friends with, if that would come up in my newsfeed. But if he was to do something that's not um, that's without my uh, someone outside my network, I wouldn't see that. So I can now see you have a bit more of an idea of you know what people within your network are up to. It does bring in that that whole privacy issue and, and that kind of thing, which has obviously caused a lot of debate, as you probably would have seen in the media the last 24 hours or so. So if you do want to see what people are up to and that kind of thing, this new um, this new live feed or live stream definitely does um, does provide that. That's for sure. Great. Well, Sam, I don't see any hands raised, so I'll, if you're you're willing to keep sharing. Do you want to talk about what you were talking about with lists? Was that or sure something sure. else? So, so previously, um, this is before the changes. You were able to create your own um, Facebook friends list. So this meant that you could um, custom, um, customly, so custom, create your own custom lists. And for example, you could put. Um, Business people in one group, family in another, and friends in another, for example, and control who sees um, what information. So, for example, what I did is um, I would have just simply two lists: family and friends, and then an other. 
family and friends could see um, photos um, and print everything on my Facebook profile. But other were, um, you know, it might be, could be clients or sort of work-related things that, you know, um, they don't have that access to see, you know, photos of, you know, myself and family members or friends and, um, and that kind of thing. So that's where that privacy sort of um, comes in. What Facebook have now done is they've now introduced what they call smart lists. So they automatically group people according to... Um, uh, sorry, they sorry, automatically keep track of posts according to people within um, certain groups. So they've automatically created um, several lists. So for example, they've called them close friends, um, acquaintances, um, work-based, um, school, uh, family, and also those in your city. They don't actually have an, to some of those lists, they don't add, they haven't already they don't add people automatically, so you can choose who you want to go and add into those particular lists. The advantage of that then is that when you want to post something or share whatever information on Facebook, you can then choose who you want that post or that information to be shared with. For example, do you want them to share it with everyone um, on, on your Facebook, maybe just your close friends, your work colleagues, um, people, fam uh, so family or friends or that kind of thing. So if um, I'm just going to try and go to Gihan's, ah, there we are. So Gihan's got his um, close friends list open and as it says, you can see um, add friends to see their updates. So Gihan can add whoever he wants from his, uh, his friend list to um, as I said, to this list, um, and then he can, can decide when he po when he puts particular information um, on Facebook if he wants just his friends to see. You see on the left hand side in the um, on the left hand column that's where the lists is, and Gihan can obviously add family, um, Perth area. So you notice that the Perth area actually Gihan, are you? Actually, no, I won't ask you to do that. It's okay. I'm happy um, to. So if you had, okay, I was going to say, if you want to click on the Perth area one. Yeah. So when you sign up for a, um, a Facebook account, you obviously enter, you know, where you're, you know, where you're from. And Facebook stores that information, um, and then this is grouped everyone within 10 miles um, of Perth. So Gihan being in Perth, um, and Gihan has 53 friends who are also in Perth or within 53, sorry, or within 10 miles um, of Perth. So this is one of the ones that um, that Facebook do automatically. So I'm, if Gihan had a, this is for say, a business perspective, um, if Gihan wanted to um, say advertise a, uh, a Perth event that he was hosting and he didn't want anyone in, in Melbourne or Sydney or New Zealand to, um, to see it, he could just click, um, the, um, click, 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 click the Perth list and only those people would, uh, would, see his, would see his update. So what Facebook have done, the lists have something, have been something that's always, they've always existed. What Facebook have then done now is they've automated some of the lists, so they're making it a lot more common, a lot more obvious, so people can decide who to share what information with. And this comes back to the Google Plus um, analogy of where you know people within circles and you know who who can share what information um, within those um, in their 
in their circles. So once again, it's not really a change that's anything new to Facebook, they're just making things a little bit more obvious um, and in a way a little bit more automated, for example, the things like um, you know, uh, in the city being, in Gihan's case, the Perth area. So once again, I may just pause for, um, pause for a couple of seconds if anyone has any any questions on that because I do want to, there's one more I want to get onto, onto the subscribe button. Mm. Um, this is fantastic information, Sam. This is the first time that I've really looked at these new features in the level of detail that you're going through them here. And, and I like this, I love the fact that, and it's, as you say, it's exactly the same as Google Plus Circles. And as you say, it's nothing new, but by bringing it to front and center, it actually makes it much more, um, by making it more prominent, it makes it much more usable for ordinary people who don't have a Sam Maxwell to show them these features. They'll just click and they'll find that they can do it, they can figure it out themselves, can't they, without having to look around for their friends and add them to lists. Exactly. And one thing I guess I probably should have said, that everything can still be customised. So for example, if, um, if Dehan has, uh, he's obviously the, with the Perth area list for example, that's one that's automated. But if Dehan has someone who he knows that may spend, you know, two weeks in Melbourne and two weeks in Perth, but their Facebook um, address or Facebook residence in quotes is in Melbourne, he can then manually add them um, to the list, to this Perth list. That said, he can also remove um, people from, from this list as well. So it's something that can still be customised. It's nothing that's automated and you know, you're not bound by anything that you do, um, even though they've created these new changes. Mm. And the other, the other point is on the home page, when you do an update now, you can choose which lists you share it with, can't you? And that's fairly new. Exactly. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, well, that's, um, no, no, you could always, always could do that previously. Um, it's now just a lot more obvious. Right. So it was something that um, that you could still always do in terms of you know, do you want to share this post with um, you know which which, uh, which groups you wanted to share it with? But they were obviously groups that you would that you had created yourself. Where now, as you said, um, Gihan, it's very obvious um, in terms of who sees um, who sees what when you uh, when you put a post or a photo or that kind of thing. Okay, uh, I'm again like uh, Sam. Sam has invited anyone to ask questions, and I suggest that you do while you've got Sam on the line. And while we're waiting, Sam, I've got another question. How does this relate to the, the business pages? Do you think that this is going to be? Uh, first of all, is this in business pages? Like you can't put your fans into lists like this, can you? So it's more for the personal profile. No, that's correct. Um, I will. I'm actually going to get onto that um, in the in my next thing. So I might just hold that for. For okay, two seconds, great. if that's all right. Yes, sure. certainly. Um, okay, I don't see any of the hands raised, so please go ahead, Sam. Brilliant. The other, um, the, I, I think the biggest change um, that Facebook have made um, now, and this is this is actually a change. This is not something that they, as I said, that they had previously, and they're now making it more obvious. They're now making what's called the subscribe button. So the subscribe button it allows you to make your personal profile more public. So what it means is that people who subscribe to you can see your public updates. So when you post to Facebook, you can obviously choose, do you want to make it, as I said, which group do you want to see it, do you want to see people who are just your friends with, um, or do you want to post it publicly. So that means anybody on the internet can see um, your, um, your what, what I said, what, what you say. Now, <laughs> the subscribe button, I think, um, is perfect to make for a more of a um, for a public person 
who wants to allow more connections with people. Now the question then becomes is well should I use a should I now use a subscribe button as opposed to say a business page? Um, and you were many on the call will will remember that Facebook made a lot of changes in about February, uh, late February, early March this year to their business pages. Now I think that the subscribe button does a lot for, for individuals um, or in, as the people in uh, you know, a public um, in, a, in a public forum who have a lot of information they want to sort of push out so people can subscribe to them. That said, the advantages of a fan page are still far and away outweigh the ability um, of a profile that you can subscribe to. So, for example, I'll just list a couple of um, a couple of what I see as a couple of benefits. Do you want me to switch over to that? Um, no, so to 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 my oh, page. Oh, I was going to go to yours, yours or my or my business page. If it helps. Um, no, no, it's no, it's okay. Um, okay. I can just probably just just go through it to start with. Um, so, um, where was I? Um, yeah, so, so for example. Benefits the benefits. So I think that if you are going to, if you have a profile that you can subscribe to, you can um, obviously post from your mobile device, you can update your Facebook as, as you normally would um, on the internet and people who subscribe can, can, can see those updates. However, what you can't get is you can't, you can't have multiple people can manage the page um, you can't get insights into um, demographics of, of fans and activity. So, for example, if I subscribe, if I'm not a friend of Gihan, and I but I subscribe to his posts, um, I can't like or I can't comment on um, on Gihan's posts. And likewise, Gihan won't be able to see if I read them or if I like them or if I view them and that kind of thing. So there's, there's a big insight advantage of a page. Um, but the biggest one, which goes far and away above everything else in what I've talked about earlier in the year, is the page still has the ability to, um, to use applications, custom tabs, and you know, in a way create a mini, a mini website. Um, on Facebook, and I still think that a Facebook business page is so much more important um, than your than your individual profile. However, what the ability to the subscribe button now does is you can actually have the two can run alongside each other, and I think that's going to be something that's going to come out a lot more over the over the couple over the next sort of couple of weeks. Um, as you know, you work out how to how to use the two, how the, how the two can coexist. Um, so they're the they're the they're the big the big changes, I guess you'd say. Um, but the page business page is still the most important thing, I think, for Facebook in a business sense. But as I said, the um, the ability to subscribe um, definitely does add a big advantage as well. Um, so people. Can can follow can follow you, um, and you can you know as I said make certain posts public um, and open to anyone um, on the internet. Yeah. Okay. So just if I can just take my, just add my take on that, Sam, and this is just my understanding of what you've just said. I think what you're saying is that if you are a business, you should you should have a business page or a Facebook page, but if you're a public person 
who doesn't necessarily have a business but wants to have a personal profile for communicating with her family and friends, but may also want to, also knows that they've got followers. So like a celebrity might want to have their personal profile and not invite anyone except the people that they really trust, but they can use their public postings um, other, for other people to subscribe to and hear their public pronouncements. Would that be fair? Yeah, I think, I think you're right. And um, the only thing is that with, you can't, you can't direct people to subscribe to your public profile where for example you can send people obviously a link to a to, to a business page or a or a fan page obviously they're the, they're the same thing just uh, the interchangeable names mm -hmm. um, that's that that I think is the is the key thing so people for people to subscribe they need to they need to find you um, where the other way around, if you have a if you have a business page or a, a fan page, not only can they find you, but you can also send you know send that link out, mm. so to speak, as well. Um, uh, are so you planning to? Very, sorry, sorry, what were you going to say? I was going to say, are you planning to use this whole the posting from your personal profile and making public posts in the hope that people subscribe or not? Yeah. So what I'm going to do now um, is I'm going to pretty much everything that goes on my business page um, will be uh, duplicated on my personal profile but it'll be a personal profile, sorry, my personal profile in the public stream. So that means that anyone who subscribes to me, um, they'll see my, my business page um, updates. Um, so be, they'll be, the, two will, the two will coexist and I think it was similar to what, um, I think it was Shelley at the start of the call saying with her, um, her membership group and her LinkedIn mm. community. Mm. So I think I think that's the important thing that you know it's it's putting information out there. It's exactly the same, um, and it's it's catering to those who, um, you know, I guess you're not going to miss anyone um, who, uh, w whichever way they may they may find you. Great. And if they public, so if you publish something to your public. Uh, public list. Does that mean yeah. that your family, that your actual Facebook friends, will see that as well? So does that mean that you're cluttering up their newsfeed with your business-oriented things? Good, good question. So what I'm going to do um, is I'm going to put everyone who's I'm because I only accept um, friends in quotes who I who I know, um, and I, I don't accept um, strangers. I, I guess um, I'm going to move everyone I've got. Into a in, into another list at a you know let's call it list list A for example, and any public posts will only be public but can't be seen by the people in list A. Does that does that make sense? Yeah, so, great. Okay, so you're not so covering it up. So I that's that's what I'm very mindful of, and because they'll be posted at exactly the same time. So for example, as I said, Gihan, um, I know you're a um, you're a, 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 friend, a Facebook friend of mine, and also um, on my uh, a, a Facebook fan of my sports management page. So you're not going to get that um, a post that I put twice, because I think that really does have the um, there's the danger of you know, as, as you said, cluttering um, cluttering people's Facebook pages and you know doing the opposite and you know letting making people unsubscribe if you you know, feeding them too much information. So although it will be the same information that I'm feeding, people will only see it um, see it once. Great. Thank you. Now, I see Sharon, you've got your hand raised, so let me uh, bring you into the conversation as well. 
Go ahead, Sharon. Well, I'm actually going to take you back to, to Hootsuite now because while we've been, been um, doing this, I've actually gone in and, and set up an account. Can I get you, um, Gihan, to go back to, to click on the Hootsuite yeah. on the slide? Yep, I will do that. Let me just quickly check if there's any last questions about uh, what Sam's talked about with Facebook. Yep, sure. And then okay. we'll switch back to Hootsuite with, uh, for Sharon. <laughs> Okay, so Sam, on behalf of everyone, thank you so much for that. That's, that's been fantastic for me. It's certainly opened my eyes to what, what Facebook has added and even those little tips about how to make sure that you're not swamping people with too much information have been really, really useful. No problem. I, apologies if it was a bit all over the shop. It's, uh, as I said, it's something that only Facebook have only just made changes to in the last, um, you know, in the last couple of days. So it's, it's information that's, that's brand new. Um, and, but I think there's a lot to, uh, a lot of good changes um, that, that will enable Facebook to, I guess, in a way, compete with um, Google Plus and interesting to see how it's going to play out over the, over the coming months. Yep. Great. Thank you. Go ahead, Sharon. I've got the Hootsuite window in front of me now. I think you can see it. Let me just quickly check. I think that's right. Yep. Yep, that's looking good. Okay. Um, looking at that now, I might have, have done it done it correctly. Um, what I had anticipated would be that I could set up, like I'll use some names from, from what I do, but with um, with talent tools, underneath that, I've got a disk personality, WordPress, um, I've got a Twitter and a um, LinkedIn account. My expectation was that I'd be able to put up, say, a Talent Tools title and then underneath that would sit those, that section. And then on another, another tab, I'd have, say, Talent Training and all the um, social network stuff that's connected with, with that business. Would, would sit under a different tab. Have I misunderstood uh, what you were saying? Well, let me do my bit first and then Sam can clarify or, or correct me. So I've got only the one account, which is this one that Sam pointed out. And from that account, I can post to Twitter or my Facebook business page. So I've only got the one, but I think what you're saying is you're going to have two or three and you're going to have different, um, different schedules and different posts to, both, uh, to, to each of them. That's right, yes. Yes, so I think you set up three of these tabs. Is that right, Sam? So rather than me, I've just got the one. It's had this feature Correct. and this Facebook pages. I didn't set them up. That, I think you did it for me automatically. This is really the only one that I use actively. Sorry, Sam. Yeah, no, that's, that's exactly right, um, Gihan. So you can, when you choose to... To, to post a message, when obviously this compose message, you can choose which platform you want to post it to. You can either go to, so maybe, maybe Gihan, if you can just, um, yeah, if you don't need to post it, you know, maybe just type something in the compose message um, field, just whatever you want to. Um. So as you can see, Gihan's obviously typing something. You can add a link down the bottom left-hand corner. You can put a um, you can add a, a photo, add an attachment. Um, the this you can schedule it um, to when you want it to go out, and then depending on which uh, platform you want to go, it can go to the Gihan Pereira um, Twitter account, which is one he's got on at the moment. And if he also wanted it to go to the Facebook Revolution one, and if he was to press send, that would go to um, that would that would be posted to both um, 
immediately if you didn't schedule or when you were to when you were to schedule. If you obviously only wanted to post to to one, you would only tick um, tick the one that you wanted it to to post to. Okay. So with those little um, um, icons that that you you ticked, um, how did you establish those? So what you do um, is if maybe you have you just close that close that screen and then click on the plus um, if you click on the the plus sign um, and add stream yes, yeah add a stream okay so let's call this test and it will give you a list of um, different things that you can edge just came up and then yep I don't know why I was saying let's try it again. Yeah. That's all right. So see down the left-hand side, you can um, Sharon, you can um, choose what um, what platform you want to add: uh, Facebook, yeah. Twitter, LinkedIn, and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you you do that, and then you fix a, obviously your Facebook or Twitter. You need to add in your, your username and password and, and that kind of thing, and then it just follow the steps from there. Okay, thank you very much. I think the big picture around this, Sharon, is that this. You create a new tab every time you want to create a new persona or personality. So this is who you're posting as. So I'm always posting as just me, Gihan Pereira. Yeah. And you choose yeah. these two things based on where you're posting to. So yeah. because I'm always just me posting to either Twitter or Facebook or both, I'm happy with just the one tab. If I was, say, posting from my web design company and I wanted to post as first step, then I would create this extra tab here and then I could still post to different places. Is that right, Sam? Exactly. Yeah, you're yeah. exactly spot on, Gihan. Great. Yeah. Excellent. I think I get it. Yeah. I, I was missing the ad, the ad stream. I hadn't noticed that, and all I'd um, brought brought in successfully um, the existing accounts. But I wanted to know how I could set up the next one, and it's the ad stream button. So I think I've got that. Thank you, guys. It's really helpful. You're welcome. You're welcome. And thank you, Sam, for your help there as well. Pleasure. So, folks, we've come to the end of our time for this, this month's social media forum. So let me just finish off and just uh, wrap up here. Just uh, what I'm going to do, I'll actually get to that. So some events coming up, most of which are available to you as uh, the complimentary events. There are a couple of these which are for eGurus members only. Uh, but the others are available to everyone. So if you go to gihanperera.com, you can and have a look at the events page. There's a number of webinars that you can register for. At uh, this particular social media forum, we'll have one more for the year, which is going to be the last Wednesday of October, and then we'll end up for the year and we'll start up again in 2012. Uh, if you're not a member of the eGurus community, but you're interested in attending some of the eGurus webinars, then please check out eGurus.info. It's $50 a month, and for that you get access to even more detailed webinars, more, more webinars and more detailed webinars. You can talk to me and get some one-on-one -on -one consulting. There's a lot of resources in the vault as well. There's some online tutorials and a whole bunch of other things which are available to members only. Um, the, as I said, the recording of this I'll make available on my blog, which is uh, gihanperera.info. Normally I only make the audio recording available, but today, because Sam was very kind, was kind enough to go through a lot of detail some of the Facebook stuff, I'm going to make the video available as well. So you'll be able to either uh, well, watch 
uh, or listen to the, the video or the audio and also share either the video or the audio. So I'll make both of them public and I'll show you how you can um, you can share that on your blog or, or wherever you like. So that, that's, un, that's unusual. Normally it's only the MP3 file, but today because it's more visual, I'll make them both available. So I'll do that later on today. Thank you very much for participating and hope to see you next month, if not sooner. Thanks very much. Bye for now.